you've met. This young boy, Richie Rich is his name. He's written up in the Rich Hall of Fame. His bank account is as rich as his name. That's Rich, Richie Rich. The Richie Rich Show. Hey everybody, sorry I'm late. I had just moved to New York City from a small town in the Midwest and I was looking for excitement, so I decided to get into the party scene, where I became the biggest mogul in the party scene. But drugs and the lifestyle threatened to tear down all the empire I had built up. You're listening to This Film Has Not Yet Created, the podcast where we make our own version of movie sequels that never got made. I'm your host, Christopher Rivas, and with me as always is my co-host, Mr. Steve Grande. Hi, sorry I'm late, but me and my riff-raff group of friends in our He-Man Woman Haters Club have decided <laughs> to enter into the local boxcar race, and we're going to win it all. <laughs> this week, our special guest is, uh, he's a good friend of mine. He's a comedian, actor, writer, director, uh, based out of Chicago now, originally from Miami. Please welcome Mr. Carlos Rivera. Hey, guys. Sorry I'm late. I was escaping prison during a thunderstorm through a football field-length sewer tunnel filled with the vilest things imaginable. (laughs) But I made it out, and luckily it was still raining when I got out, so all that poo just washed away. There you go. (laughs) Carlos, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you for having me. Oh, man. So uh, we are recording this episode today on um january 31st and it's the middle of this big snowstorm here in chicago which uh as far as i can remember is the the biggest snowstorm in recent memory right like last sounds about right last winter was pretty mild the one before that was just always polar vortex it was too cold to even snow so like today we're sitting at like two feet of snow or more already it's crazy out there yeah, I haven't even been outside yet in the last day or two. So, well, I was outside Friday because I went to work, but I've been outside today, so I haven't seen it yet. I just, I did hear a car trying to move, you know, that tire <laughs> mm-hmm. sound, that whir. I'm like, oh boy. Oh man, this is prime it's, snowman uh, and snowball weather, you know? Let me, let me put it this way, people. Uh, it's the kind of snow that Chicago, when usually if it's like a couple inches, they don't even put it on the news, but they put it on the news today that there's <laughs> right. going to be a lot of snow. So this yeah. is, we ain't fucking around kind of snow. Yeah, yeah. it's noteworthy snow today. Yeah, I got the alert on my weather apps or like, like for two days straight. It's like, it's going to snow this weekend. I don't want to yeah. undersell it. I hope you get what I'm saying. It's going <laughs> to snow. The entire weekend. Nah. Stop. Yeah, not regular <laughs> Chicago snow, but snow, thick snow. Yeah. Oh, man. This is the kind of snow that you just want to watch football in. Anyways, Carlos yes. is here with us, and we are talking Richie Rich. Carlos, tell us a little bit about why you chose Richie Rich. Well, you know, you, you, you when you... When you asked me to be on your show, and I was so grateful, and I thought to myself, what movies require sequels? Uh, And then I put those out of my mind, and I thought, what other (laughs) movies are there? And, you know, I thought back to this film, not one of Macaulay Culkin's best, in my humble opinion, but a decent Mm -hmm. enough film. I honestly, like, I'm a child of the 80s, so not only do I know the movie Richie Rich from 94... But I also know the cartoon show that used to play on Saturday mm-hmm. mornings in the 80s. So my thinking was more, what could I bring in from that show into a sequel, A, 
And B, I thought about Richie Rich and what it was. And it's like he goes around and he and like in the movie, he like finds his parents. He solves the mystery of Mm -hmm. where are my parents? They're not dead. I found them. Uh, And he stops a criminal from stealing his family's company. So and it takes place when you look at it, it takes place in Chicago. They don't say Chicago, but they're driving down Lakeshore Drive at one point, And you yeah. can see the, um, you know, the John Hancock building. Um, and oh, the, you know second, the second that there was uh, like a neighborhood scene and I saw those front stoops. I'm like, oh, that's Chicago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they were even at one of the L's, the L stations, the Francisco station, mm-hmm. I think, on the blue line. And uh, you know what else? I thought, what else has uh, a rich, a rich child, a rich person, a bunch of rich gadgets, you know, because the movie had that sniffer thing and the cartoon had a bunch of gadgets. That was like the show. And also a Chicago setting. And I thought of one thing, Batman. Batman. So I'm like, you know, what Mm would have happened if Richie's parents didn't come back? Like... What would that have done to him? He would have been Batman. Yeah. He may have become Batman. So I sought wow. to explore such a scenario. Uh, and I thought this would be a great medium to do it in. Oh, man. I can't wait to get to that. Uh, before we do, we're going to explore Steve and I's uh, ideas just as a little teaser for our audience out there. You got to sit through us to get to the good stuff that Carlos <laughs> is bringing at the end. Um but no, yeah, this movie's totally about takes place in Chicago. I didn't even realize it. I'm sitting there watching it with Steve, and like you, I, I remember the cartoon as a kid, but I don't remember specifics about it. And when I think about Richie Rich, I also immediately think of Dennis the Menace, and yeah. I think that they're the mm-hmm. same character, even though they're not. They're not. <laughs> uh, they're just like two blonde little boys. Yeah, I think is it's, the only similarity. It, no, it's it's like this old old school kind of. Uh, like comic strips that you yeah. would see either in the paper or when boys like, will like, be boys, but one is like yeah. a rich, a rich boy. And one is like a middle-class boy or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Well, it feels, it feels like the same universe. Yeah. 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 That Richie Casper. does do good with his money though. And Dennis usually unintentionally gets into, uh, you know, shenanigans. Yeah. Well, that was one thing that I expressed to Steve as we were watching it. I, like as it finished, I'm like, I, I can't get over how positive this movie was. Like, it would be so easy to have these rich people be cynical or or in some way be doing something bad unintentionally or whatever. But no, they are just like all around good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Earnestly doing good in the world. Um, Even though they have like a super villain layer with like their faces carved into a mountain. That's true. Um, (laughs) They're still good people. I just, it really... It blew my mind. And I'm thinking about other movies that we've covered like around this time period, children's movies like uh, uh, the Rocky and Bullwinkle movie came out around this time. And it also had like similar things where like it was so earnest and and fun and lighthearted. What happened? (laughs) You know? I know what happened. We all know what happened. 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 Uh, (laughs) the Uh, The world grew up. 2001 it, changed everything. I, the world I, got cynical. It's uh, it's this kind of movie that every time I see it, I think of the sketch that they do on SNL where uh, where Kate McKinnon is like a stunt lady, but she's only in like children's movies where she gets hit <laughs> yeah. in the butt or something. Yeah. Like, 
Like I saw a couple of the adults fall down cartoonishly yes, in this yes. movie, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> this yep. kind of movie." Yeah, yep. it's one of those where they really have to, uh, you know, turn it up for the hijinks. <laughs> like, "Whoa, oh, you know." And it's yeah, like, yeah. Oh, I feel bad for that adult actor. Uh, every that. everybody is one note in this movie. Yeah, you oh, know? yeah. <laughs> like yeah. all the supporting characters flat, yeah. have yeah. one thing and one thing only. Um, I think my favorite character is the fat kid Pee Wee, who's just like, "I love food." Oh yep. yeah, that dude is like always the the note to him. The director's like, "Always have food in your hand." Continuity. Yes. Make sure that kid has food in his hand, but cover up that McDonald's M. For some reason, early in the movie, he has fries, but he's covering up the M. But then they mm. go to the McDonald's in Richie's house. So it's like, why did you cover the M? Dude? They had to bury the lead there. You know? Yeah, foreshadowing. <laughs> this is a Warner Brothers production. Yeah. That was that yeah. kid's motivation. It's like you're always eating. All A B E. Always be eating. <laughs> always <A>. be eating. <laughs> oh, so Carlos, yes. you you uh, you wanted to come into this from the perspective of what if Richie's parents were never found? Maybe yes. he becomes Batman, right? Or you're, they you're disappeared. Yeah, incorporate some of uh, the elements from the TV show and whatever else into it, right? Yeah, I. Don't really remember ever watching this movie. I'm sure I did, but I don't remember anything about it. And so as I'm thinking of how to do a sequel, I'm just thinking straight up, like, let's just make the logical next step, right? And to me, the logical next step is, oh, now they've lost all their money. How do they get it back? Right? So that's what my movie is. Well, let's go ahead and read through Richie Rich 2 for Richier or Poorer. Nice. Uh, I also was th- playing with the title of for richier or poorer, but I think it's a little bit too complex. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, so this is, uh, like I said, this is an abridged version of the whole movie. Uh, so there's going to be a lot of missing scenes and stuff that may not make sense as we read through it. You just have to use your imagination. Um, so here's uh, who we're going to have you guys reading on our cast list. Okay. Uh, Carlos, we're going to have you reading the roles of dad. And Richie. Got it. Uh, Steve, we're going to have you really reading the roles of Snakerton, Gloria, and Bum. And I will be reading the roles of Member, Tony, Pee Wee, and the stage directions. All right. All so right. this is Richie Rich 2 for Richier or Poorer. Interior Boardroom Day. Several executives sit around a boardroom table. Dad, 50s, positive. Richie's father sits at the head of the table. All right, everyone. Our next goal is to find the cure for this terrible AIDS epidemic. How about we throw money at it, sir? Great idea. All turn to Snakerton, 40s, sneaky. He stands and moves to the end of the table. He clicks a button, and we see a graph appear behind him with arrows going down. Gentlemen, this idea will generate millions that we can use for such an occasion. May I present GameStop? This company is uh, this is a su- company soon to go under at the price, and the price is surely to only drop, as you can see from my graph. I suggest that we short GameStop stock, and when it goes under, we'll have enough money to solve AIDS and present and prevent Boz Lerman from making any new movies. 
Hmm. I like where your head's at, Snakerton. Do it. Good. Good. Snakerton rubs his hands together as he lifts his shoulder and looks around the room while licking his lips. Dissolve to Exterior, baseball diamond, day. The kids from the first movie all play baseball as Richie, teens, solemn, walks up to them. Hey, everyone, it's Richie. The kids all stop playing and run up to Richie, surrounding him. Hey, what's wrong? Well, I'm no longer rich. In fact, we're so poor, we had to trade in dollar. We see a dog that looks just like Richie's dog, Dollar, except that instead of dollar signs for spot, it has sense signs. What happened? Snakerton convinced my dad to short GameStop. Then he turned around and convinced Reddit to buy into it to drive all the price up, and now we've lost all our money. I don't understand how the stock market works. Me either, but I do like socket wrenches. Yay! Yay! Well, that's okay, Richie. We're poor too. And anyway, you're our friend. Yeah! Yeah! Gee, thanks, guys. Anyone got any food? Pee-wee. <laughs> Fade to exterior breadline day. The rich family stand in a breadline. They stick out from the crowd around them, who all wear brown and green and black coats, while the riches all wear bright red and gold colors. Bum, 30s, dirty, taps Dad on the shoulder. Hey, aren't you Richard Rich? Yes, yes I, I am. How do you do? Oh, just swell. Mr. Rich, Did you, uh, you did more for me and my f um, family than any rich person ever. Why, thank you. Say, what are you doing here? Donating a bunch of money to the shelter? Well, we're here for help. GameStop? GameStop. A moment of silence as all hang their heads. Nope. I'm not going to let the riches go down like that. You're the best people this town has ever known. Here. Bum reaches into his pocket, grabs something, and puts it into Dad's hand. Dad opens his hand, and we see a single crumpled dollar bill. Oh, no, we, we can't accept this. Don't worry about me. You need it more. The rest of the crowd close in and start to put dollars into the hands of the rich family. As the camera pulls out, we see a mass of people that would rival Trump's record-setting inauguration crowd each slowly making their way to and giving money to the rich family. Fade to interior boardroom day. Snakerton sits alone in the boardroom. He leans back in a chair with his feet on the table. He smokes a cigar and has a snifter of brown liquid sitting on the table. The double doors burst open and we see several people enter. There is a bright light behind them, so we only see their silhouettes. Who's there? The silhouettes give way, and we see that it's the Rich family and Richie's friends. Also there are the fat scientist guy, the lead counselor guy from Heavyweights, the fast kid from The Sandlot, and Molly Ringwald. Rich! Snakerton, we're here to take back the Rich family business. Ha! Too late. You're ruined. I ruined you. 
there back, butthead. How? More people start filing into the boardroom. It's all of the bums from earlier. There are so many people in the boardroom now that Snakerton and the Riches are standing on the table. Richie swings a baseball bat, hitting Snakerton in the groin, and we hear a boyoing sound effect as Snakerton keels over, holding his crutch. Power to the players! Way to go, Richie! Free ice cream sundaes for everyone! Yay! Individual retirement accounts for all! Yay! Yay! And I'll pay the taxes on those accounts as well! Three cheers for the rich family! Hip hip! Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray! Hip hip! Hooray! The crowd picks up the rich family on their shoulders as they cheer. Freeze frame. Fade out. The end. <laughs> oh, we ain't got a barrel of money. Maybe we're ragged and funny. But we'll travel along. Singing our song side by side. Code accepted. Thank you, Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Power to the players. Power to the players. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's set just a couple, you know, years after the original. I imagine it comes out in like 98, mm-hmm. but it's all referencing uh, 2021. Yes. Uh, <laughs> of course. You so, knew it was going to happen. See, Richie Rich predicted it. They predicted Richie it Rich, was going to happen. Man, they they predicted it. <laughs> oh, well, thank you for indulging my goofy, goofy mentality. Yeah, dude, uh, dude, I really liked. <laughs> I, I like the Snakerton. I like his name Snakerton. <laughs> yeah, you have to be. Yeah, those movies you got to be right on the nose with those villains. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Steve, take us away on your version of the long lost sequel. Uh, So mine, like yours, um, happens, uh, you know, three years after the original, I guess, in the, you know, late, late 90s. Um, uh, With this, I found out that there actually was a Richie Rich sequel. No and way! It, yeah, and it was a straight to TV VHS kind of movie. Starring, it doesn't count. Yeah, it, but, <laughs> I know, but it was. It doesn't count, in my opinion, as well. But uh, it starts. It starts some pretty good people, and I watched it right before this the recording, uh, as I was writing my script. Um, but it had Eugene Levy as the as the scientist. Hell yeah! Yeah, oh, wow. uh, and it had. It had uh, the kid who was uh, like the son on Seventh Heaven. He was he was Richie Rich. Okay, yeah. yeah. And it was a oh, lot yeah. more fantastical shit. So uh, I didn't really use anything from that movie in mind. Can, can you um, give us a quick it, a quick plot synopsis? For- yes. So it's a uh, it's a Christmas movie. It's uh, it's very much like it's a Wonderful Life, where the scientist creates a wish machine. And he wishes that he was never born, and then he goes out this whole fiasco. And the rival kid oh, okay. from the party, the right, the snotty rival kid, is like now taking his place, and he's gonna. That actually doesn't sound bad. It was yeah. horrific. It was terrible. 
because the kid in power wishes that he could fly. And so it's this weird CGI of this kid flying in front of a green screen. It it looks so bad. bad. It was it was produced by Saban, which is what makes the Power Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the only thing (laughs) I took from it was the name Richie Rich's Christmas Wish. And we were talking about it earlier about how one note uh, these characters are. So that's pretty Mm -hmm. much pretty much what mine is. Uh, So here we go. We can see all of our names. Carlos, you're going to be playing Richie. Um, there'll be that one character the whole time. And with Richie, like the one thing that I noticed about this movie, especially since like a month ago, we watched, uh, like home alone and stuff around the holidays is how much Macaulay Culkin in this movie is, is really starting to mature into as a person. So his voice is like a lot deeper than any of those movies. And that's like something that I I noticed right away as the movie started. So, um, Carlos with this, could you please go full? Like you've, you've hit that stage of puberty where your voice is like really deep down. (laughs) (laughs) So so, yeah, Richie is a really deep voice. Um, Chris, (laughs) we will be playing all the other characters that uh, Richie interacts with. You will be, playing uh mrs rich omar tony keen bean wheels and cadbury mm-hmm. um and I'll, I'll save mine because i don't want to i don't want to blow away the whole surprise so oh, okay uh, all right here we go um this is a scene in the movie uh richie rich's christmas wish all right Fade in through a snowy window into the rich mansion. Richie and all of his friends and family are sitting in front of the Christmas tree, opening presents. Richie stands up and addresses his friends. Hey, everyone. Thanks for coming over and for celebrating Christmas with me and my family. (laughs) It sure is swell that you're all here. I got you all presents that uniquely encapsulate who you are and what you represent to this world. In short, you'll love them. Everyone applauds. Miss, Mrs. Rich looks to Mr. Rich. Oh, hasn't our Richie developed into such a strong and relatable figure to children everywhere? He truly is different from when this adventure first started. Let's celebrate. They hug. Richie walks over to Mom and Dad. Mom, Dad, I got you these. He hands them <laughs> gifts and they open them. Oh, Richie, I love it. Fancy necklace for me, a fancy lady. I'm going to look so good wearing it around other people. Ah, a briefcase with a dollar sign on it. With how much I do business with money, it's perfect. (laughs) Not only that, but this briefcase is stitched together from the briefcases of the men who ran the business that we took down this past year. (laughs) Reminding us all that capitalism reveals who we have to conquer to survive. I look forward to many more hunts until our journey is complete. We've only just begun. They handshake by grabbing each other's forearm. (laughs) Their grasping makes one loud clap as the rest of the room is paralyzed with silence. They give each other a deep and profound stare. They see each other as men for the first time. All right, now it's time for the next present. Yeah, okay, here we go. He picks up a baseball bat, a wrapped, uh, wrapped uh, sorry, a wrapped baseball bat shaped gift, and opens it. 
Oh, cool. A baseball bat. Not only is it a bat you can play with, but check this out. Richie turns the bat over where you can see a screen. It turns on. Hey there, Omar. It's me, World Series champion Derek Jeter. I'm here to teach you how to be a success in life through baseball. I record all your stats and teach you valuable lessons. I'm relatable because I'm black and I like sports. I'm black and I like sports too, Derek Jeter. Thanks, Richie. This is a real home run. (laughs) That's (laughs) the idea. (laughs) Tony stands up, pops his coat, and stands next to the tree. All right, all right, all right. Now it's my turn. Tony opens up a tiny box. Inside is a small whistle. Oh, it's just a stupid whistle. Give it a try first. Tony blows on the whistle, looks around, and doesn't see anything at first. Then around the corner, we see Richard Grieco walk through the door, (laughs) (laughs) holding a plate with a ham sandwich on it. And with the other hand, he's holding a rum and coke with a lit cigarette. (laughs) Wow, Richard Grieco, I can summon him anytime I want. Hey there, kid, I'm going to teach you how to yada yada and become a better such and such or some shit. I don't know. I'm going to make your life cool or something. I'm pretty cool in the late 90s, which is right now. Uh, (laughs) Now, I got to take care of this thing down at Farmingdale. Got to see a guy about a thing. You coming or not? Sure. Tony runs off with a grown man and no one thinks twice because this is the late 90s. Richie, <laughs> Richie turns to Pee Wee and hands him a large box. Wow, this sure this box sure is big. Pee Wee opens the box and sees a microwave-sized machine. He looks at it and sees buttons with different food options. A button for pizza, chicken wings, french fries, etc. It's a new invention our lab came up with. It's called the Food-O-Matic. Just press any button and within seconds... Wow, that's fantastic. I'm really going to love this. <laughs> you aren't the only one. Everyone turns around and they see Professor Keenbean eating a burger straight out of the machine. My invention? Richie turns to Wheels, a kid that they introduced in this movie. Since his name is Wheels, he obviously is in a wheelchair. Wheels, I feel closer to you than anybody else in this room. We've been through a lot this Christmas, and I wanted to thank you for by giving you something special. Just because you can never ride a bike again doesn't mean you're not gonna. (laughs) Around the corner, we see a hover bike glide through the room. Wheels climbs up on top of it, pulls down his tricolored sunglasses, throws up the rock-on hand gesture, and says, Radical. Look out, stairs. Richie turns to Diane and Cadbury on the couch. They open their gifts. Would you look at that? A cat on a knit sweater at a 40% off of one regular price item at any participating Joanne Fabrics. <laughs> Thank you, Richie. This hat is great for a butler. Thank you, Master Richie. I'll wear it any time I have to do butler things. Ha ha ha. You better. Gloria, I'll save the best for last. Richie hands her an envelope. Aw, gee, I bet it's something spunky because I'm the rough-and-tumble girl of the group. Actually, it's not. (laughs) 
Those are transferable stocks. You can use them on any company. If you use them all on one company, that would make you their new CEO. I figured this would be great for you because you get to show your motivated and goal-driven personality traits <laughs> that never really get focused on when we hang out. Oh, gee. <laughs> Thanks, Richie. I feel like, like the smart move would be to reinvest in your company. With breakthroughs like a hover bike and a machine that creates whole meals, this technology could end some of the world's biggest problems. You could. Or. Or what? Or I could invest it in stuff I like. Stuff that's cool. Like, what if I not only owned just every video game, but how about every video game store? That would be epic. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Topical. Sounds like a great idea for one week, 20 some years from now. Everyone laughs. <laughs> Their laughter is silenced by an alarm going off. Intruder alert. Intruder alert. Richie steps forward. This is our mansion. We have to defend it. Cut to all the characters getting up and running in different parts of the house. Montage of them running up the keypads and typing in a code uh, until it says activated. And then Richie, Richie, though, doesn't do this. He just saunters over to the other side of his desk where we see him sit down. It's a lot like uh, kind of kind of like the vibe of Godfather at the end of it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, he sees uh, so he, he gets to his desk. We see him sit down, kick up his heels and look at the monitor. Uh, he sees two bad guys, uh, the two bad guys from the first movie, and they're dressed like early 90s Christmas movie home invaders. Uh, <laughs> Richie sees them uh, trying to crowbar their way in. He takes a bite of licorice and says, Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. Richie opens up a case uh, on his desk where we see a red button inside of it. He presses the button on the video monitor. We see the two bad guys get evaporated by a <laughs> missile laser shot. <laughs> All that remains is the fallen crowbar, their shoes, and their skull caps that float down on the way to the ground. And Happy New Year. Lightning crashes outside of Richie's window. The music swells as we fade in on Richie's intimidating stare. The end. <laughs> <laughs> is he a bad guy? Is he yeah, a super villain? I don't know. No, no, no. Stand your ground. Stand your ground. They were breaking into his house. Yeah. He's well within his rights to laser blast them to nothing. I'll <laughs> just, just show that guy. Don't, don't try to get into our vault again. Fool me oh, one, shame is... on you. Fool me two, I'm going to laser you. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's hey, yeah, there you go. There you go. Ah oh, man, that was that was super <laughs> stupid. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keeping the stupid streak alive. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, <laughs> we've got so we've got Richie Rich losing his money, but the townspeople save him. We've got Richie Rich is a supervillain who gives gifts to his friends he, that 
you know, are going to be good in like 20 years. He defends his home. I don't, I don't, he I defends don't agree with the supervillain uh, depiction okay, okay. of Richie Rich. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll, I'll rescind the supervillain. Um, He's just a guy that you don't mess with. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's a, he, that's you know, he does take out. credit for Keen Bean's work, though. Uh, Keen Bean is an employee of Rich yeah. Enterprises, so all of Keen Bean's IP belongs to the Rich family. Now hold up in court. Uh, I don't like know I why you hate capitalism. Again. That's what I uh, want to know. <laughs> I, I clearly stand corrected again. Uh, I will just eat my sandwich straight from the machine. And sit in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> also, that guy, I don't know who that actor's name is, but he plays one of my favorite characters, which is uh, an office space. He's the therapist who like has a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, he is. I thought he looked familiar. It's like, where have we seen you before? Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, you know, he's gotten really thin. I saw some pictures of him today. And he, t- he got a gastro by- bypass surgery in the early 2000s. So now he's super thin. Um, oh, good for him. I do like the Eugene Levy casting as Keen Bean, though, because A, it <laughs> looks more like the cartoon character, and B, he already he was a scientist in the movie Splash. He was a scientist in Splash. So he's done that. So I would actually, now that you said that Eugene Levy is in it, I would be curious to see just his scenes in that movie. Yeah. Because he's entertaining. But thank God I, he got um, that show. Um, that he was on with his son for so long. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Thank God, like someone yeah. said, this guy should not just be an American Pie and straight to DVD comedies. He's he's comedy yeah. gold. Give him something worthy of him. Um, but yeah, you know, he would bring he would bring the flavor to these things. So I want to see it now, just for him. I, I imagine that he like steals the show in that movie. I would think so. He stole the show so. in Splash, uh, Almost Heroes, which had a Chris Farley in it. Yeah. And Matthew Perry. Like, he stole the show in that, too. You know? Exactly. He's, he's, he's a he's, character actor, son. You don't oh, remember so character good. actors. Son. Characters. He's so good. Character son. Uh, quick sidebar. Uh, recently, Apple came out with uh, an update to their iOS, and they added some emojis. And one of them is like a Marx Brothers face, which has, like, glasses in the nose with a mustache. But it also has these big eyebrows, like Eugene Levy. And I just use it. It's my favorite emoji. I use it all the time just because it's got those big eyebrows. You got to. You got to represent the big brows. It's good old Uh, Eugene. Just eyebrow humor. You know, Jeff Foxworthy used to have a joke about how uh, when when married couples are sleeping, the eyebrows jump off the woman's head and go straight into the men's. (laughs) That's funny. Oh. That guy doesn't get enough credit. It's comedy gold. I mean, I think he got a he got credit, and then he sort of yeah, spent the credit. About, yeah, he spent it, uh, and now he's hosting game shows, which yeah. not a bad thing. But yeah, a, a lot of people know. go to the path of game shows. People like end up to like you'd be surprised. Like I'm surprised when I find out Blank is hosting a game show. I didn't know that. Yeah, I I mean I feel like if Jeff Fox were to come out with a new special. It would be hotcakes. But I don't know. It, to me, he's the only one of those like uh, redneck comedy guys that has true staying power. Yeah. You know, though, I would love to see 
Larry the Cable Guy, not as Larry the Cable Guy, but as whoever he really is, because apparently that's a persona that he yeah. affects on stage. So I'm like curious, like, does he does he like have an alt, alt like an alternative, like where he just does mm-hmm. regular stand up? Like, I'd, I'd love to see pre Larry the Cable Guy stand up mm-hmm. and just see what he did before he became this character. Yeah, Jerry, the gas company uh, <laughs> reader, the gas company person. Jerry, the accountant. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he lost a bunch of money on Wall Street yeah. and was like, I'm never doing that again. I'm going to be yeah. a cable guy and do some comedy. Waka, that's that's going to be audited. I don't care who you are. <laughs> I'm going to put a fishing hook in my hat. Yeah. Well, he got those Cars movies out of it, so good for him. Yeah. I, yeah, can't can't fault the guy for that. He got it done. <laughs> <laughs> he fulfilled the prophecy. He got he it done. Fulfilled the prophecy. Get her done. <laughs> and now his life is complete. He's reached the pentacle of his industry. And that's why we haven't heard any more about him. He's ascended yeah, into. Oh into yeah, the, the the spaceship came down a couple of years ago, took him, transported him back to Valhalla. Uh, I'm secretly crossing my fingers that uh, in the new Space Jam movie, he's going to have a cameo as like a brand new Looney Tune or something. Ooh, he might. Maybe just as himself. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. He'll be, or he'll or be like, like one of the aliens. Knight. He, yeah, he, he Bill Murray's it. <laughs> Why is LeBron James hanging out <laughs> with Larry the Cable Guy? It's like, Why not? That's They're what both the world golfing together right sleeveless. <laughs> oh, this is this is dumb. We've gotten way off topic. Mm-hmm. Carlos, bring us back. So we're going to do Space Jam into... 2 now. We're going to Space Jam 2 with Larry the Cape. Oh. You okay, know what? We so... do have to make Space Jam 2 before that movie comes yeah. out. We've got to beat him to the punch. we got yeah. six months. All right. Um, all right. So, you know, I was re-watching Richie Rich on the HBO Max. And I know they said it's a Warner Brothers film. So that's another thing about it. It's in that Warner Brothers mm-hmm. family, which means technically it may be part of the DCEU. Right. Maybe. Maybe it exists in that world. I'm following um, your dots. Yeah. So what I have is Richie Rich, dollar sign two, Rich Man <laughs> Begins. Okay, Rich Man is hyphenated, of course. I will do the voice of Richie Rich slash Rich Man. Mm-hmm. Um uh, you know what? You did a great uh, Cadbury just now, uh, Chris. So if you want to do Cadbury again, you can. Thank you. And uh, and Steve, you can do uh, Professor Keenbean, Professor Lucius Keenbean. Okay. And uh, you know what? Um, I'll do the state uh, the uh, stage director. There's a lot of experts in stage. I'll do that. So uh, we'll also make Chris. You can be Irona the maid. Okay. Um, okay. And the tagline, the logline to this movie, the boy who is, has everything, has everything to lose. Oh, man. Exterior, Mount Richmore, night one year ago. We basically see a montage of the events from the climax of the last movie. The riches are being hunted by Lawrence Van Doe and Ferguson, their security guard. Richie and his parents out with them with the help of Cadbury. We cut to the baseball game where the parents remind us that Richie Rich is now the richest boy in the world because he has friends. Now we cut to spinning newspaper headlines. Richie Rich saves parents from assassination attempt. Richie Rich, truly richest boy in the world. 
<laughs> Richie Rich, with a picture of him and his friends lifting him up on the baseball yep. field. Richie Rich and friends start their own company. <laughs> Richie Rich and friends catch the Fort Knox bandit. And it's just him and Gloria. <laughs> and they're in the Oval Office uh, with the president shaking their hands, but you can't see the president because the picture's down on just the kids. <laughs> yeah. Richie Rich does a family movie night with a picture of the Rich family leaving a movie theater. We zoom in into that picture, and it goes oh, no. from black and white to color. We transition. Now it's a shot of the Rich family in front of a movie theater. Uh, they just saw a movie. It's classic. The movie theater is called Classic Movie Theater. They just saw Wall Street. Uh, and then we go to Richie Rich. Richard Rich, excuse me. On movie to uh, take a sign, child um, to. Uh, you know what, Steve, you be Richard Rich and Chris, you be Regina Rich. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Here we Top go. Top of page two. Yep. Uh, and did you see that one fellow discussing a bear market, even though it was clearly a bull market? <laughs> that had me in stitches. Those poor millionaires. Well, I guess all we have to start somewhere. What did you think, Richie? It was great, Mom. But you know that one guy, Gordon Greco, he kind of reminded me of Lawrence Van Doe. The riches look at each other with a pang of concern. <gasps> I just wonder sometimes, Dad... You're so good to your employees. He had a pretty great salary. Why did he try to steal more? Well, Slugger, some men aren't content uh, enough with the money they have. They want other people's money, too. But why? Why do people steal? Well, Richie, not everyone is as well off as we are. Some people steal money out of necessity. The world can be unkind and hard. But others, like Van Doe, are driven by greed. Yes, my boy. He doesn't respect money. Doesn't understand that it's like an ocean. That it needs to ebb and flow. Currents of money come into Rich Corp, but they also need to go back out. Salaries and taxes are paid. Charities are donated to. Happy workers. Happy public. Which allows the currents of money to flow back in. Van Doe didn't understand that. That's why I socked him good. You sure did, Mom. Hey, should we wait for Cadbury to pick us up? No, I gave the old boy the night off. Uh, besides, a nice stroll will do us some good after what we've been through. Richard Rich leads his family down the dark alley on the side of the theater. Suddenly, a robber appears in the darkness. The money and the jewels! Hand them over now! The riches instinctively stand in front of Richie and begin to hand over their valuables. Richard hands over a big wad of cash, like the biggest wad you've ever seen. I'm afraid I only have pocket change. But <laughs> take it. It's yours. No need to get violent. Everything suddenly starts to slow down as we move from distant shots to close-ups of the robbery. Not content with the richest stuff, the robber looks to Richie. His parents refuse to allow the robber access to their child. A scuffle ensues. Regina grabs the arm with the gun in it, and at some point, I mean, from a distance, three blasts can be heard. We cut back to normal speed. All the adults have been fatally wounded. It starts to rain. Richie looks down at the locket that ended up back in his mother's hand. It's a picture of Richard and Regina on one side and baby Richie on the other. All three have looks of joy that Richie knows he will never feel again. He looks up and howls at the universe as he has instantly gone from the richest boy in the world 
to the poorest boy in the world. Metaphorically speaking, of course, as he's now stupid, crazy richer, being the sole heir <laughs> to the rich fortune. We cut to the funeral for the riches, then do a reversal from this color funeral shot to a black and white newspaper headline. Richie Rich, truly world's richest human being slash orphan. <laughs> then other twirling headlines. Richie Rich, no show for Gloria's birthday party with a picture of an empty oh, no. chair next to Gloria. Fort Knox bandit escapes, sends condolences to Richie. Richie Rich disappears from public life with a picture of the front gate of Rich Manor that says no visitors, please. Staying on it rough. Time passes. Then Richie, in his reflection, makes a decision. He calls the three most trusted people in his life, his loyal butler slash guardian Cadbury, his teacher and rich corp super scientist, Professor Lucius Keenbean, and one of Keenbean's inventions, Irona, <laughs> an AI robot that serves as maid, friend, and even surrogate mother to Richie. You wanted to see us, Master Richie. Thank you all for coming. There's something I need to discuss with you about my future and the future of the Rich family. What is it, Master Richie? I've thought long and hard about that night. I'm the richest boy in the world, but I didn't respect that title or what it meant. And for the mugger, he respected greed more than he did life. I have the resources to try to make sure that such a thing doesn't happen again, and I intend to use them. What are you saying? From now on, I will train every day in the arts of self-defense, combat, and money management. If there was a way of learning how to disarm a gunman, I will learn it. And I will make those who are controlled by greed not only respect the ebb and flow of money, like my father taught me, but to even fear money, so that they never want to rob another family again. But, Richie, that's too dangerous. Agreed. Probably probability of success in this endeavor is only 21.6%. Well, I guess you'll have to help me then. Professor Keenbean, Lucius... I'll need you to start working on enhanced armor for me. If I'm going to face these ruffians, I'll need to be nothing short of bulletproof. But, Richie, that could take upwards of a year. Very well, then. Over this next year, Irona will train me in all known fighting styles. Karate, Jiu-Jitsu, Krav Maga, MMA, Jackie Chan Slapstick Kung Fu, <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme Split Kicks, uh -huh. even Steven Seagal Slap Fighting Style. <laughs> do you think you can do that, Irona? Irona's eyes go Bluetooth for a moment as she appears to be processing something. Then her eyes go green as she rotates through various fighting style poses. Downloaded and ready to assist. I know Kung Fu now. Whoa. And what shall I do, Master Richie? I'll need a costume. Something that inspires respect and fear of the almighty dollar. Something that will have criminals run screaming from the sight of money so that no poor soul is ever hurt again because of greed. So, like a dollar sign? Like on all the other property you own? Yeah, that'll work. Okay, we all know our roles, so let's get started first thing tomorrow morning. The group breaks. Cadbury, a word? I'm in a dark place right now. I'm not the richest boy in the world. I'm the saddest boy in the world. In addition to making me a kick-ass costume, I'll need you to keep me tethered. Make sure I don't go too far, do something I'll regret, something that my parents be ashamed of. I will be your anchor, sir. Always. We cut to a year-long training montage where Richie gets better and better skilled at combat, but continues to focus on that above everything else, even his old friends, even Gloria. 
his old crush. The staff is proud, but also a little concerned. A year has passed now, and Richie and Dollar enter Mount Richmore, which has been gutted to allow room for his new rich lair, save for the family <laughs> vault, where his parents' most pride possessions remain untouched. As Richie walks into the empty cavern, green lights begin to turn on, lighting up new devices created by Keen Bean and Cadbury over the year, including a table of dollarangs and scent <laughs> sores. <laughs> the various vehicles Keen Bean built, the rich mobile, the rich jet, the rich ski. And in the center, the armored enhanced uniform with a gold rich tility belt around the waist. There is also... There's almost intimidating looking dollar sign on the front of the uniform. His mask is also shaped like a sideways dollar, as is the original deal. <laughs> this is basically where Richie begins his life of vigilantism. In some cases, he stops criminals. In other cases, maybe he bribes them into not doing crimes. Uh, the criminals start talking about the mass vigilante, striking fear into the city's underbelly. They've come up with a name for him, Rich Man. <laughs> Richie ignores texts and calls from Gloria, who as a reporter for School News Gazette is beginning to suspect that rich man may be someone familiar to her. Meanwhile, the prankster, a supervillain, has escalated crime in Richburg City by combining robberies with really stupid pranks like a jack-in-the-box that pops out with a flash bomb or a whoopee cushion that when you sit on it, it farts, but it also pushes out farts knockout gas. We come to the climax where the prankster has kidnapped Gloria for their final battle, during which Rich Man discovers that the prankster is none other than his annoying cousin, Reggie. <gasps> Richie then realizes that Reggie has been played by someone close to him. Interior. Keembing Lab at Rich Manor. Rainy night. Professor, come on out. I won't hurt you. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Master Richie, thank goodness you're here. Professor Keenbean has done something dreadful, and as soon as I found out, I socked it to him, as you would say. He's locked in a closet. I have called the authorities. What did you do that night? Excuse me, sir? The night that my parents died. You had it off. What did you do on your night off? Honestly, sir, I don't remember. I, I imagine I was watching some PBS, drinking tea. Uh, but with that happened, it, it, it's all a blur. Maybe you were doing some target practice? Sir? I got to thinking, Cadbury. If one of my parents shot the mugger, it would have been to protect the other, so one of them would still be alive. So the third shot had to come from someone else. From a loyal employee, perhaps that allowed things to go too far. At this, Cadbury loses his expression of confusion and changes it to one of sadness and coldness. Bravo, Master Richie. You have become quite the detective. Irona has taught you well. Why? You were like family to them, to us. And that is why I did it. The riches allowed their blindness to the greed of others that Mr. Van Doe almost destroyed them, and you, their most precious valuable. Yet they did not learn. Rich Corp is filled with others like Van Doe. It's the nature of business, greed, 
The only way they could stay safe, keep you safe, is to not be riches. I only want to scare them. But unfortunately, the fellow I hired improvised, and I put him down for it. What happened to you, Cadbury? My time in prison changed me, Master Richie. But you were only in there for two days, and that was just county lockup. Two days in county is like a lifetime, Master Richie. In any event, even now, fighting greed, you still have all the wealth, which is the problem. That and the same blind loyalty to staff that your father had. In an instant, Cadbury whips dollar rings at the key, key vulnerable spots in Richie's body. However, Irona breaks through the ceiling and opens herself up to bring Richie inside her exoskeleton, Iron Man style, <laughs> wrapping around him. And together, they bring Cadbury to justice. Cue credits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hell yes. Oh man. The idea of Alfred tur- turning Batman in. This is the Zack Snyder version mind. of Richie Rich. That's oh. amazing. This is, yeah, Zack Snyder's Richie Rich. Because <laughs> he shoots lots of people. Uh huh. It's a lot of slow mo and pop music. Yep. Pop music covers. Um, holy moly. The bullets are made of coins. <laughs> yes, they They're are. They're just rolled up coins. It's like, I've been shot by a plenty. <laughs> yeah, it's so, a slow motion. You see the, the coin fall out of the gun. And as it's spinning, it slow motion. You see, you know, Lincoln's head or whatever. Uh, yes. And, you and see. There would, oh, go ahead. No, there would be a lot of change and money puns, of course. <laughs> yeah. <in> the full <laughs> script. Of course, uh, you, you see you see him shoot a guy in the head, and it lands right in the center of his head, like Lenny in, in the yeah. Simpsons. He lays there dead on the ground, and then the coin rolls out. Just a bum sitting on the street, brother. Can you spare a dime? And he turns around. Sure, <laughs> bang! Holy shit! Jesus clip. It's killing poor people. <laughs> what the fuck I like, I like the Iron Man suit that's dope yeah. Yeah. oh yeah there was a whole thing like uh, I had to trim this down a bit but there was a whole thing she's going to be like uh, he would be hurt and she's like Richie come inside me and he's like what and he's like <laughs> I'm also a suit wear me okay. and fight them together so that's super interesting that you went with the maid that can turn into that because in the uh, in the they also made this a TV show like on Netflix. It's like a kids like kind of Disney Channel kind of show, and he made his maid a robot, right? Who is this girl who's like a couple years older than him? Like this teenage girl in a French maid outfit. Oh wow! Yeah. So Wait, okay. So, <laughs> so the okay. idea in that the you sh- have a, as the maid is like hitting onto form. Yeah. In the show, the maid is a robot with the personality of a teenage girl. No, 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 no. So it's a teenage girl, right? Yeah. It was who's in this maid outfit, but she looks like a girl. 
but in the inside, she's a she's a oh, robot. She's like an android. Yeah, yeah, okay. completely. Because yeah, wow. they wanted to bring Irona back, and I'm sure they yeah. didn't call her Irona, but that's <laughs> uh-huh. Irona. Yep. I want to watch it now and see if there's a line of <laughs> Richie, come inside me as her skin <laughs> opens up. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, her chassis me. opens up, the leg, yeah. you know, the whole thing, the face comes up. Uh-huh. He gets in there, there's a heads up display, but it's green because money. Yep. And that's the yep. whole thing. And he goes after Cadbury, who and, also but- trained alongside him. He was like training in plain sight mm-hmm. with Richie. Right. Along right. He's right there. Because remember in the movie, he was doing the aerobics with Richie. So yes. presumably he's doing all this training with Richie. And he says he just <laughs> wants to protect them from money. But how can you protect someone from money when they're just surrounded by it? The only thing you can do is make them hate money or separate them from it. Yep. Uh, one thing I'd like to point out is that the voice inside of Irona is not like Jarvis. It's the voice from the guy who used to do Lifestyles of the Rich and Famous. <laughs> Richie Rich. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, Carlos, that was so wonderful. Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. In fact, we just did a few weeks ago Batman Returns. And so this is like still fresh and mm-hmm. I love it. Uh, mm-hmm. man. I just oh. want to see a Batman, but like with blatant dollar signs all over. And it's like, I think that guy's Richie Rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Richie Rich would drive around and dollar sign cover everything. And now this uh-huh. vigilante's doing the same. I yeah. think that's Richie Rich, but he's helping out. So whatever. Right. But also like he's a, he's still a child. Yeah. Or whatever. So it's like, <laughs> I think that child vigilante with dollar signs. Is that child billionaire? Yeah, his uh, alter ego was going around solving stupid crimes like who stole the rich family cruise line or or what happened to the one million one? You know, what happened to the rich space station? One million one. Yeah. Is there a ghost up there? Let's figure it out. He's doing like that on the side to distract from the fact that he's a vigilante. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Oh. I like the news bulletins of like he misses Gloria's birthday party. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Just he's a real bad guy. He's yeah. got down a dark hole, man. Oh, I love it. Uh, so Carlos, we are still in the midst of this pandemic. Yep. Uh, but that said, uh, do you have anything coming up that you'd like to plug to anybody or even just if, if any listeners wanted to follow you on social media, how could they do that? Yeah, sure. So uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can uh, find me on Facebook at uh, Carlos RVRA, uh, Carlos Rivra. That's, you know, just add that to the mm-hmm. end of the Facebook URL and that's my page. Um, also, I just did some... Um, some narrative short form uh, podcasts. I did two episodes of this podcast called Daylight Savings Time Podcast. And it's like a, a fun little take on the Twilight Zone. Um, oh, very And cool. I did two episodes. One is called Depth. And another one, I don't remember the name, but it had to do with race car driving. So if you go to, again, facebook.com slash Daylight Savings Time Podcast, just, you know, Google Daylight Savings Time with the word mm-hmm. podcast at the end. And there it is. And, and so uh, it's like it's like uh, night. It's, it's like it's, it's like Twilight Zone. Like yeah, you, you it's like wrote Twilight it or Zone. You acted in it, and it's, it's like yeah. a radio play. That yeah, exactly. Amazing. It's like a t- short ten minute radio plays, and that was fun uh, taping. 
And I am also helping a friend. She created a uh, improv game, card game called Improv Against Normality. And now she's, uh, you know, she's working on expanding that. And I'm helping with that. But if you have any interest in like improv based um, board games or card games, you mm -hmm. know, like uh, you can go to improvagainstnormality.com. And that's her thing, but it's really cool. So check that out. Awesome. Thank oh, you so cool. much. Those are. I'm definitely going to check those out once we once we hang up here. Uh, it sounds really interesting. Uh, Carlos, thank you so much again for being with us, man. This thank has been so much fun. Thank you guys so for having fun. me. This has been a pleasure. So fun. To revisit this movie one more time before I shut it out forever. And <laughs> yeah. to now go to the Eugene Levy <laughs> and the Real Girl slash Robot Girl show on Netflix. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um I mean, I would love to keep talking about Richie Rich and the spinoffs for as long as this snowstorm is going to keep up. Yeah. But unfortunately, I got to get running because uh, I'm about to enter into World War II as a paratrooper and Operation Market Garden is about to go off. And uh, they were going to send me out there, but I think we might be going to a bridge too far. Well, I'm sorry, but I gotta run. I, uh, you know, my dad, he's he's calling me over. He's a he's like a Danny DeVito type. He owns a car dealership, but um, you know, he, he he doesn't think I'm all that smart. But my teacher thinks I'm super smart, and also I got powers. So we're gonna we're gonna clean up some stuff with my powers. Send me on my way, on my way. Send me on my way, on my way. Send me on my way. <laughs> That's, you know, what a crazy coincidence. I also got to run because there's a huge asteroid heading towards Earth. And NASA <laughs> has asked me for my oil drilling expertise for some reason. I don't know how that plays with asteroid, but I'm going to go there anyway, hear him <laughs> out, take my daughter, get her away from Ben Affleck for a little while. We'll see what happens. Don't close your eyes. You don't want to fall asleep because <laughs> I'll miss a thing. I'm not going to miss a thing, you guys. That's why I'm going to NASA. Never do. I still miss you, baby. And I don't want to miss a